0: My name is Barbara Ann Briggs and I am a certified teacher of transcendental meditation and also the author of two books, Pilgrimage on the Path of Love, a novel of visionary fiction which has been hailed as the perfect amalgamation of spiritual awakening and self-discovery. I'm also the author of The Contribution of Mahashi's Vedic Science to Complete Fulfillment in Life. I'm a poet and a freelance journalist with numerous articles published in many different parts of the world. In this podcast, The Essence of Life, we will begin to understand the meaning of what is actually the essence of life and where can we find it. The essence of life is hidden in the silent source of life itself. The subject of today's podcast is the guru-disciple relationship. The syllable gu means darkness and the syllable ru is light. The guru is he who removes the darkness of ignorance with the light of self-knowledge. The guru is he who awakens the disciple to the ultimate reality of the eternal, immortal nature of the self. There is a saying that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Similarly, in the spiritual life, When one has a burning desire for self-realization, one meets a saint or a sage. A saint or sage is a God-realized soul. He is one who has realized the self as the imperishable, all-pervading essence of life. He knows the self, not just intellectually, but through direct experience. His awareness is permanently established in the brilliant light of God-consciousness, and as a result, he is able to kindle the light of divine intelligence in others. When a seeker of enlightenment meets a saint, it is a turning point in his life. Why? It is because the path to enlightenment is always bumpy. There are many hurdles, tests, and trials one must endure in order to emerge triumphant from the dark tunnel of ignorance into the full sunlight of self-realization. Moreover, it is a pathless path because in truth there is nowhere to go. The self, which is the reflection of God, is omnipresent and yet hidden within the heart of every living being. It is nearer than the nearest, yet subtler than the subtlest. It is imminent and transcendent. It is invisible, yet it has manifested as the entire universe. It is smaller than the smallest and greater than the greatest. Its magnitude extends from a point to infinity. And in the Brihadaranyaka Upanishad, the self is described as, and I quote, the unseen seer, the unheard hearer, the unthought thinker, the unknown knower, and that which dwelling within all things Is yet other than all things, which all things do not know, whose body is all things, which controls all things from within. One might ask if the Self or God is omnipresent and seated in our own hearts, why do we need a Guru? The value of a Guru is that he is the living embodiment of the truth we are seeking, and as such, he is able to silently nourish the souls of all those he comes in contact with. The Guru strengthens the aspiration of the seeker, purifies the mind, and leads one gently towards the light of truth. ananda Ma says, and I quote, Saints may be compared to trees. They always point upwards and grant shade and shelter to all. Whoever seeks refuge in them wholeheartedly will find peace and fulfillment." The Guru helps the aspirant in both seen and unseen ways. In the presence of the Guru, if one is open and receptive, One can get a glimpse of the unbounded fullness of bliss, peace, and fulfillment that characterizes the state of enlightenment. When one has established an inner link with the guru, guru, it is not necessary to always be in his physical presence to receive his guidance and his grace. There have been realized people who have reached enlightenment without a guru but this is very rare. Who, then, is the Guru? First and foremost, the God-realized soul is in constant communion with God. The Guru is not the form, not the body, not the cost, not the religion, not even the belief system. The Guru is the embodiment of pure, unconditional love. The Guru is also the embodiment of pure knowledge. The Guru is God in human form, in the sense that he is the full embodiment of the divine essence of life. In order to benefit from the teachings of the Guru, it is necessary for the aspirant to approach the Guru in the right way, with humility, reverence, faith, and devotion. In chapter 4, verse 11 of the Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna says to Arjuna, As men approach me, so do I favor them. In the Bhagavad Gita, we see that Krishna's teaching to Arjuna actually commences from chapter 2, verse 7, after Arjuna has completely surrendered himself at the feet of Of Lord Krishna. Arjuna says, I am thy disciple, teach me, for I have taken refuge in thee. In his commentary on this verse, Mahashi Mahesh Yogi says, and I quote Arjuna becomes silent because he is unable to go any further on his own. He stops, his intellect rebounds and he falls at the feet of the Lord. This is a great secret of success when guidance is sought from another in any walk of life. It can be imparted only to those who are at least willing to receive it. Their willingness is judged by their readiness to receive, and this in turn by their one pointed attention in faithful devotion to the master. Faith makes the student a good assimilator of knowledge. Devotion sets him free from resistance and at the same time influences the heart of the master whence the spring of wisdom pours forth. Devotion on the part of the disciple creates affection in the heart of the master. Such is the glory of devotion and faith in a disciple. He surrenders at the feet of the master and cuts short the long path of evolution. End quote. The relationship between the master and the disciple may also be understood in terms of the relationship between the higher self and the lower self. The higher self is the Atman the absolute, immortal, unchanging aspect of human existence. And the lower self is the mind, intellect, and ego, ever at the mercy of the winds of change. In order to gain liberation, the lower self must surrender to or be mastered by the higher self. The surface, ever-changing waves of the mind must settle down to experience their silent source, the never-changing substratum of universal existence. When the awareness of the silent wholeness at the basis of life is never lost, even in the midst of dynamic activity, then the union between the higher self and the lower self has been accomplished. Master and disciple have become one. Ultimately, God, Guru, and Self are one. Devotion to the Guru is devotion to God, and devotion to God is devotion to the Self. God as Guru enlivens divine intelligence in the disciple, and by deep meditation on the Self, the clouds of ignorance are dispersed, and the disciple attains self-realization. In the state of enlightenment, the disciple is a perfect instrument of the divine will, performing action motivated by a desire for the happiness of all living beings and living the fullness of life in a world illuminated by the light of God. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast so that we can share many more episodes related to unfolding the very essence of life. And I look forward to many more episodes in which we embark upon the quest of self-knowledge together. A new episode will be uploaded every two weeks You are also invited to go to www.barbarahanbriggs.com to learn more about my work. Until next time, very best wishes.